Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you'll need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp, Fightful.com. Here with a name you know. If you don't, you're going to know him very soon. Retro AG, Anthony Green. He's been all over the place. I, I got a feeling you, you might see him all over the place even more, but you might have seen him in House of Hardcore, maybe in Evolve, maybe even Ring of Honor, which we're going to hopefully talk about each of those. How you yep. doing? I'm doing as well as someone can with the end of quarantine. Thank goodness it's all uh, seeming to clear up as long as, you know, people are continuing to remain safe, wear masks, social distance, all that jazz. I, uh, I can't be uh, much better, I guess. I'm right here in beautiful Danger Town, USA, Randolph, Massachusetts. So what did all this, and I mean COVID, coronavirus, quarantine, mean for a guy like you you're you're a pro wrestler in your mid-20s who was heavily booked throughout 2019 and I mean heavily booked yeah I think you had maybe over a hundred matches last year and I mean that's that's traveling all over the place like you're not just sticking to one area you're going to a little bit of everywhere obviously the east a little more so than anything yeah but that has had to drastically impact you in 2020 um, yeah, so you're correct. I wrestled well over 100 matches last year, and a lot of that was because I was wrestling on weekdays, weekly for Beyond Wrestling, and then on top of that, I had the, the two, three shows a month for Evolve, and then I was doing shows like CZW. I was getting booked for random outside companies I never really worked for, uh, worked for before here and there, so I was guessing my schedule was only going to get as... Uh, heavy or be even more heavy going into 2020 and that's how it was looking even my january i feel like january is usually a pretty slow month for uh most independent wrestlers and mine was rather busy february was real busy and then going all the way up until my wrestlemania weekend where i was like uh specifically wrestling for uh the wwn evolved brand but i was going to be wrestling between like five and seven times that weekend alone um, it was a major surprise to me when everything kind of just got cut short. 
Um, I myself have promoted uh, some local shows in the New England area, and two of them got canceled in like a matter of three weeks. And actually, I believe my first show that I canceled, which was supposed to be in March, um, was the first show announced uh, to be canceled due to COVID. So at that point, I was just annoyed that the building canceled it because I assumed they just decided last minute they didn't want pro sure. wrestling. They're kind of over overthinking everything. But in reality, once that one hit, I just saw event after event after event being canceled. And I'm sure it was a surprise to you as it was to everybody else that WrestleMania got canceled um, in the sense that it would be in front of a live crowd, which kind of ruined WrestleMania weekend for uh, fans, wrestlers, and promotions. I feel like that hurt the business for a lot of people. I know high spots. Um, oh, yeah. I've, I've been buying DVDs from them since I was 14 years old Same. or 13 years old. And to see them struggling and knowing like they got totally ruined and screwed over because of WrestleCon, that there were going to be a lot of companies and promotions and wrestlers that weren't going to come out of this the same. Um, I decided maybe after the month of April, well, the month of April, I will openly admit I wasn't working out. I was eating pizza once a week. Um, <laughs> at least I was eating pints of ice cream. My girlfriend is an Diego taker here. She's an enabler. She'd buy me my favorite pints of ice cream, which is Americone dream for any fans that ever see. Ooh, what what kind is that? What, what, what is that? It's a Ben and Jerry's and it has like the chocolate cone, like the actual yeah. like cone yes. in it. It's just, it's the best. It's, it's the best ice cream you can, you can have. It's, Damn. it's very uh, similar to, it's like the same kind of ice cream as tonight's dough, like the, the weird, okay. the weird names and stuff. Which tonight's dough is also incredible. Um, anyway, uh, it was actually May sixth, which is my wrestleversary. It was my eight year wrestleversary. Nice. Uh, I decided I was like looking at old videos of myself and from like the past year, and I wasn't totally happy with how I looked, and I looked even worse because I was eating so poorly the entire month of April. And I wasn't working out. So I decided, like, whatever the next step is going to be, I want to be one of the people that come out of this better uh, instead of coming out of this worse. And I am I look better than I did before COVID. So I was, that's all I can really do. I can really – I was actually booked for my first match in a while for WrestleMania week. And I got in really good shape for it. And then the moment that show was canceled, I, like, I went to Eric Stevens' cookie website – and I was like, you know what? I'm ordering this. I'm ordering this. I'm ordering this. And it's been it's been downhill ever since. But you had a busy WrestleMania week last year too, because I remember um, we would cover something from every single show, and I would look, okay, who's got who's got the most bookings? Who's got all that? You had a very very wide array of opponents. Like I, because I, I remember one, you were part of that Black Craft show, which is something of its own. A, a battle ever, I, I am the last ever Blackcraft wrestling match in history. Yeah, and and based on how that went, um, who who knows? Because I mean, I remember there were all these names in that battle royal, and it went like a few minutes. Because like, yeah. just incredible was in there, and Zicky was in there, and I wasn't that familiar with Zicky then, but that's how I became familiar with him. And like, there were a lot of people. And then I remember that same. I think it was the same day you were in. A match with, uh, I think you won a match 
on WWN Live that had Shotzi, who's now in WWE, Harlem Bravado, who people have probably seen in Ring of Honor, John Silver, who I think is in AEW now, Colby Carino, all over the place. Then I remember you wrestled, I think it was uh, maybe Chaotic, was it? So, yes, yeah. So I was originally scheduled. So Chaotic, before I knew about doing WWN or the last minute booking for Blackcraft and stuff, the only show I had booked was in Rawway at the rec center. And it yeah. was CZW versus WrestlePro. Yes. And then Chaotic is my home promotion. And they said, you know what? Like, we want to expand. We don't want to just be a New England company. So they tried their luck. And lucky for me, Saturday, I did not have to leave the Railway Rec Center other than to grab uh, either food or gas for the car. And uh, so, yeah, I was originally scheduled to wrestle Tommy Dreamer for that show for Chaotic. Um, Someone did not make it in time to do the main event against Christian Casanova. So they, they wanted like a solid replacement yeah. for whomever. I don't remember who it was supposed to be, but they were like, oh, let's put Dreamer in there with him. Yeah. I was only a little upset and not even because I was like, oh, I really want to work Dreamer. I ended up yeah. getting to wrestle him like three months later. But um, I cut this promo and it's like such a non-clever line, but I loved it so much where I was like, Tommy, you need to remember one thing. There's no E in front of this CW chaotic wrestling. We, and it was so cheesy, but like it made me smile internally. And I was like, some fan will get this and they'll appreciate it too. But I ended up wrestling. Uh, we were like the first serious intergender match in chaotic. They weren't really yeah. down with the intergender style. And I jokingly said, well, Davian's here because she, I think she was like getting gear. She was picking up new gear or she was getting like uh measured for new gear so she was at the show i said oh just put me in the ring with davy like we can have like a fun match and everyone laughed it off and then five minutes later they're like does davy have her gear she should get it on you guys are on in 20 i'm like that's awesome all right and then yeah and then lastly i wrestled follow bob yeah that's that's Uh, what i was gonna bring up that was at that czw versus wrestle pro show i love that idea that was a fantastic idea and even beyond that, I remember that week I was watching Beyond, and I don't know if it if it happened that week or if it just aired that week, but a few days after that, technically the same week, you're wrestling Gangrel on that show, which it's, is so that so that awesome. Was the, that was the actual Wednesday. That's yeah, awesome. Um, which um, I've openly said it on social media, but I don't know how much I really talk about it. But in my opinion, Gangrel is next in line for like that PCO run. Yes. He is so good. He works harder than everybody else. He will blow you up in the ring. Gangrel is just, he's the man. Like, to this day, still the man. I don't think he gives himself enough credit about how, like, really good he is. Every, every time he comes up, I always like to mention that it, it killed a little bit of my childhood when I, I set up to interview him, and he's, like, sending me smiley emojis and stuff. <laughs> I was like, man! Gangrel, the vampire, but he's he's a great dude. He's such a good dude. And Seriously. I think a lot of people don't realize, like, he didn't just pop up in 98. He was wrestling Big Boss Man on WWF TV in, like, 89. And he was yeah. he was doing a lot of enhancement stuff for WWF in, like, 95. He's been all the way around. I love that comparison. But you wrestled, I mean, like you said, the Battle Royal, 
I think it was like a six or seven way. You wrestled an intergender match at Chaotic Wrestling, which uh, one of our followers, Throwback, has been putting over Chaotic Wrestling for a long time. They produce a lot of talent. Then Falaba, then Gangrel that week. That's a lot of different things to go in there with because you got like 50-year-old guy, 500-pound guy. You're wrestling a woman, seven-way, battle royal. You did everything except for just like a straight-up match with somebody your size, comparable skill set there. Yeah, and to even add on to that, I feel like April last year was like a, a month that I couldn't like come back from, like in a good way, like, I didn't think there was going to be another month better than April for me because I signed with Evolve Wrestling. I had like a killer WrestleMania weekend, in my opinion. That was my first ever WrestleMania weekend, so I was very happy with it. Yeah. Um, I got to wrestle Gangrel at Beyond. And then that next weekend, uh, what is it, what is it, like the 10th or whatever, that, yes. that, that next weekend, I was in best of the best for CZW. And I was the holder of the CZW world title for like an hour and a half, but it's, it's on the record books forever. It Nick counts. Gage, Green, so. If you ever want to get one of those replica belts and hang it on your wall, that is that you, you are owed that because you have been that champion. Like that, that's, right. that's the I'm qualifier. Gonna, can I pause this for 15 seconds? Yes. All right. I'll be right back. Of course. And here's the thing. I'm just going to let it roll. I'm not even going to edit this out. This is natural. This is normal. This is this is what we come to see. We want to see the the raw the raw feelings and emotions and happenings with a guy like Anthony Green. I'm back. And he's back. Let's see. It di- God damn right. You're damn right. I would have done the same thing. I love it. And if it wasn't it's it's strictly because it's a world title. It was my first yeah. ever recognized world title I won, regardless of if it course. was for an hour and a half or a year and a half. I just think like memories in pro wrestling are very important. As you can see, I have my Chikara Young Lions Cup trunks and shirt and photo. Yeah. Uh, you can't see it over here, but I have like my Super 8 medal and stuff. I just think people will be very quick to sell off like their memories and I'm just very big on remembering like all the cool stuff, regardless of how long it was or what I did. I think celebrating your career or whatever you want to call it, celebrate your hobby. I think it's very important. So yeah, one more time. So you, you nailed it right on the head. Amazing. I, uh, I, I mean, I that's something you accomplished. And you know, you'll have naysayers who are like, mm, it's not real. I don't care. You you accomplished that. That, that that's a recognition of your abilities. And a confidence that a company had in you, again, whether whether or not it was an hour or a year, they yeah. were confident in you in that spot. And I think that that's I think that's awesome. I think more people should embrace that. I love that. Uh, speaking of being confident in a spot, I had mentioned like a, much earlier in your career, you did some ROH spots. How did those come to be? So, all right, where where do we start? So, <laughs> I did my first Ring of Honor like tryout camp. Um, in August, 2013, I was like just a little over a year into wrestling and I like showed up, like just started working out. So I didn't look great. Um, I just got custom trunks, but like they didn't fit me well. So it was like, they were looking at me like, ah, this, this kid's a schlub. He's a a 20 year old schlub. 
and uh, I showed up and I like I showed out. Like I had a really good match uh, with Sam Shields at the tryout. Um, that got me recognized at that point. Like, oh, okay, this kid's like pretty good in the ring. I did another tryout a few months later in December where I looked better, had nicer fitting gear. And again, it was just like, oh yeah, good job. Keep up the work. And then it was maybe, it was either late December or early January, 2014, 2015, that I randomly hit up uh, delirious and let him know I was going to be at the January tapings uh, in Philly because I was booked for extra work for WWE the next day for the Royal Rumble. So I let him know I'd be there and he just responded back uh, like, awesome, thanks for letting me know. All right, cool. I showed up and you have to assume at Ring of Honor shows there are dozens of guys doing ring crew and helping out because they want that yes. dark match, they want that enhancement match they just want to get used there's 20 wrestlers there and then there's me who's been wrestling just under three years and they chose me and it ends up being me and qt marshall versus uh. brutal burgers bob evans and cheeseburger we were the we were supposed to be technically that was set to be like the first future of honor match uh, oh, i never wow. aired but it did happen at the ecw arena so that's pretty sweet yes and then to uh the next month i did like another like adam cole seminar it was like 50 bucks we drove there in like a snowstorm um there's maybe like 12 people there so like we all had more like intimate time with the trainers and then i showed up to the february i want to say february 7th or february i'm oh, sorry no march march 7th or 8th tv in baltimore and uh i, I used to be i used to team with uh cam zagami and we had matching gear and everything and they we were asked by Dalton Castle if we would be the boys. And oh, cool. I think the moment they asked, Kevin Kelly was around. He said, they can't be the boys tonight because they have a match. Oh. I'm like, oh, and, excited. And I know who it's against, too. <laughs> Do you? Oh, yeah. So I couldn't be more opposite. Actually, couldn't be more opposite of Brutal Bob and Cheeseburger. So we ended up wrestling uh, War Machine. Yeah. Uh, Hanson and Rowe, which actually was their first match as a tag team back uh, since Rowe's um, accident. Yeah. So that was pretty cool that we got to be their first match back. Also, Kevin Kelly had no idea that me and Cam Zagami were a tag team. He just happened to choose us. And then we came out and matched in gears. Like, if I knew you guys were a tag team, I would have put you guys over on commentary more. <laughs> but that was like a fun little three minute thing. Uh, I actually have like the highlights on my phone at all times, just cause it's like such a funny thing. Yeah. Um, so I did those and then I did like another tryout in 2015 and then I did nothing with ring of honor really at all. And then it was October, 2018. I started doing like the retro AG character and cheeseburger gave me a phone call out of nowhere. And he said, I think I got you a dark match in Maine for the, uh, global wars. You know, I was like, what? All right, cool. And they confirmed it with me. Uh, I wrestled, it was November 2018 in Lewiston, Maine. I wrestled Ryan Nova. That match is available on Future of Honor uh, on their page and stuff. And then the next day, I was in a six man tag in Lowell at the Lowell Memorial Auditorium, which is well known as the of building course. that Shawn Michaels lost his smile. Um, 
and I did a six-man tag there. It was myself, Rad Hollister, and Brian Johnson versus the Shinobi Shadow Squad, which is Cheeseburger, Ryan Nova, and Eli Isom. And then that was really it for me doing regular Ring of Honor stuff. Uh, I do have a feather in my cap because I was the first ever Ring of Honor match to ever happen in the state of Maine. Uh, <laughs> so, and then I did a couple like Future of Honor shots in like January and March as well, which were hosted by the Monster Factory uh, in New Jersey. And if if I'm not mistaken, I think it was almost like right after that you started to do Evolve. And I, I know that was – I remember you did one – your name was on one I think in December, but – I remember you becoming more regular towards the spring of 2019. How did that come together? So that, this is another long, like, I started back in 2015 and it it did like, I did my first camp for them in 2015 in like October. And he basically told me like, you're, you're just a tall guy. Um, You're, you're in okay shape. You need to give me more. And in reality, he's right. They had Timothy Thatcher, Drew Gulak, Matt Riddle, um, just to name a couple guys, a hot sauce Tracy Williams, a bunch of tall, in better shape white guys. Like, why did they need me at that point? So then I started, like, trickling different ideas. I tried, like, a millennium thing. I grew my hair out so I wouldn't look the same as everybody else. Did more fun wrestling-style stuff instead of just being, like, a straight-up wrestler. Um that really wasn't doing much for me either. So then it was like end of 2017, I decided to switch up the character and be the retro AG uh, that you see today with the mustache and all. And I sent him an email the day like that I posted all my social media stuff with the new, the new um, um, username and all that stuff. And he said, I like this. Um, I am more likely, oh, this is Gabe, by the way, you know Gabe. Yeah. He's like, I'm more likely to book this character than what you were doing before. Keep it up once you have some footage sent in my way. I would email back and forth, send them stuff here and there. And finally, I think it was like November 2018, I sent him an email asking if there were any spots for the New York double shot in December. And he said there was nothing. And then I saw that there was a tryout that same weekend and someone was going to be chosen to work the show. So, you know, I was like, what do I have to lose? And I, I did the, I went the first day to Queens and just helped set up, did all the ring crew stuff, whatever he needed. And the next day showed up bright and early to Long Island and did the tryout. I was the one chosen to do the four way. It was myself, Bishop King, Colby Carina, which was, it was his debut and Kurt Stallion as well, which you know, that was his debut weekend as well. Um, just did that four way and nothing really came of it. He told me I did fine. Uh, we emailed a little bit in January and February, and then it was March 16th. He sent me an email at 3 a.m., and I didn't see it till like 6 or 7 a.m., and he said, if you can get to this meeting point by 7, then I have a spot for you on the show. Mind you, I was booked to wrestle in, like, Rochester, New York that day. Yeah. So, like, I had to, like, decide quickly, all right, am I going to cancel on them? I decided to, made it there. I actually beat Gabe and his ride to the meeting point, um, drove there with them. And then that was the night that uh, some say I grabbed the brass balloon uh, at LaBoom. And from there, he, I got to the back, thinking that he was going to hate it, by the way. 
because Evolve has always been known for like their wrestling, and this was such such an outside the box thing. I didn't know if he, you know, take it as too hokey or too corny. But I got to the back, and he was like, "That's that WWE ish we want to see, like yeah. using your brain, doing something like that. Like that was awesome. Thinking outside the box, and I was just like, whoa, whoa, what's going on?'" I said, Good stuff, man. Good stuff. You look great. You're, you're doing everything right. You did the camps. You listened to my advice. You're doing it right. Da, 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 da. And then it was, that happened on Saturday. So that Sunday night, he just texted me. I'm all in on Anthony Green, and I wasn't sure what that meant. Uh, that Monday, he asked me if I was available for a show and then told me later uh, that he didn't have the spot uh, available. And then the next day, he asked me if I was good for that Friday WWE Super Show said it'll be a very good opportunity. I told him yes. And then maybe an hour later, he said, do you have interest in signing with Evolve Wrestling? That's and awesome. Then that was um, late March. I did the match early April. And then technically May 1st was my first day under uh, the Evolve WN brand. And obviously they had more so of a connection with WWE now, which we'll get into, but they, they already did. And you, over the last year or so, have worked like, Tyler Breeze, uh, I know Mansoor, Baba Tunde, even uh, Bugenhagen. And, and, of course, their presence has been more f- more pronounced on Evolve shows of late, but that had to make you feel good that WWE also felt comfortable with you in there with their guys because they do keep an eye on who's wrestling who on these shows. Yeah, um, so funny enough, my first weekend official with them was in May, and then my second weekend that's when I wrestled Tyler Breeze. So that made me feel awesome. About yeah. two months in, I'm already working like WWE NXT guys. Like this is unheard of. Most guys are usually there for at least six months to a year before they're getting in there with anybody like that. And it, I think it had a lot to do with my training and Gabe and them trusting me that I wasn't going to break Tyler Breeze's neck and knew that my character work would match with his pretty well. Um, so I think that was important. Mansoor knew I was wrestling Mansoor before I even knew I was wrestling really? him. So I don't know if he asked or if, because him and I became pretty cool in January. I don't know if he asked to work me or if Gabe gave him like a list of guys or if Gabe just asked if he was cool with it or whatever the case was. But uh, I wrestled him like three days after he worked Ziggler uh, in Saudi. So that was another thing all right, they're trusting you with this guy that they clearly have a lot invested in. He's doing these huge pay-per-views in Saudi Arabia, wrestling Cesaro and wrestling Ziggler. So clearly they trust me in there with them, which is, it's always a good feeling. And then say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards tell them to oppose the durbin marshall credit card bill when you need mealtime inspiration it's worth shopping kroger where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie and no matter what tasty choice you make you'll enjoy our everyday low prices plus extra ways to save like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week you can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points more savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping kroger worth it every time 
Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I know for a fact that they threw me in the ring with a guy like Rick Boots uh, because he didn't have like the indie experience sure. and they knew someone like me and someone like Joe Gacy, uh, those are the guys he worked those week- that weekend, that we would give him that wrestling experience that he's not going to get just training at the Performance Center, obviously. So, as I had mentioned, uh, Evolve officially bought by WWE. That's major. What do you think that means for for your future, for, for you in wrestling? Because, I mean, obviously, Evolve hasn't been running shows because of what's going on. But what, what does that mean for you? Or what do you think it might mean for you? So, like I said before, uh, the biggest thing coming out of this COVID is I decided I just wanted to get in the best possible shape I can because I don't know what my next opportunity is going to be, whether whether it's just a big indie show, whether Evolve comes back under like a WWE brand or whatever the case may be. I truly don't know. Um, what I do think is cool, though, is I'm guessing uh, there's rumors that WWE is going to add like an independent wrestling tier. You're going to see the ICWs, the Progress, the WXWs, and you're going to see Evolve on the WWE Network. So I was there for the good part of a year. So if anything, you're going to see a bunch of Anthony Green footage on there, which I think is pretty cool looking back. Because as of right now, you get one thing of me, and it's from the uh, the Evolve special yeah. um, from July last year, which I was actually the first ever indie match to ever stream live on the WWE Network, which is nice. a pretty rad accomplishment, and no one else has that under their belt except me. So. And as as we film this, it's uh, like the dominoes have started to fall. Like we hear that Leon Ruff has reportedly signed. I don't think that he's went on the record about that, so I don't want to want to speak for him or, or anything. But that is a guy from Evolve. And personally, what I had heard was that they have their eye on more people, and of course they do because they're they're buying this company. While the library is very nice to have. Obviously, there's some value in the people there because the people are what made that library. Uh, sure, yeah. How does that make you feel hearing that, that, or at least the word is, that other people from Evolve are getting signed up? Um, I think that's great for the industry overall because if it's me, if it's not me, that's just going to be another spot opening up. If they grab a guy like Fox or if they end up grabbing a guy like Eddie Kingston, those are some guys that are really high up on the independent like tier in the food chain. So if they're gone, that gives me a spot. Or if this person's gone, everyone's just going to move up in the world. It's always been a revolving door in professional wrestling where when one guy gets grabbed by the claw machine like in in Toy Story, when they go up and beyond, there's going to be another toy that gets thrown into the fold. Um, For me, I don't know. It's just I see Leon Ruff, and I think there's a lot of reasons why he was hired, whether it's um, hard work, location he's nailed every single performance he's done there he's made every single guy in there look good um even if it's a matter of evolve guys getting flown down to the performance center to do enhancement matches like him just to get a look i think it's only good for us to get that kind of exposure now so if nothing comes of it and we're all just back on the independent wrestling scene maybe another major company will be interested based on what they saw on me there you know yeah Earlier, we talked about Gangrel and people that could have a PCO run. In kind of looking through and researching in this, I, I see a name that could possibly fit that mold as well, if he so wanted to. 
and you've worked him multiple times, little Guido. Oh man. And I, here's the thing. I think a lot of people don't understand what an actual badass he is. Like they don't understand that 95% of people on the street, he gets into it with them. He's messing them up. He's messing them up yeah. real bad. Like he's legit. And he still, he still wrestles here and there. Not nearly as much, but explain to me, because I know you worked him in at least twice. Yeah. So I've wrestled him in a tag match. Uh, I've wrestled him in a six-man tag at House of Hardcore, and I got to work him in one singles match for Lucky Pro Wrestling. And, like, the Sicilian shooter is no joke. Uh, yeah. Trained by Billy Robinson, uh, so he can go to UWFI in Japan. Yeah. He is as legit as they come to this day. Uh surprises me that he was not part of the cruiserweight classic i know he's not that high flying salt 450 guy but i think he would have delivered something a little bit different like just imagine him and zach saber jr going yes. at it and i think that would have been absolutely insane if he wants another run he could have it um i've used him on a, one of my shows he was actually booked on one of the shows that got canceled of mine I think he's just happy living his life in New Jersey, working yeah. his regular job. I think he's happy making his extra, you know, few bucks on the Indies here and there. But even when he's at the shows, he's just hanging out. He's one of the boys. He's not like a name yeah. in the sense where he feels like he's above everybody else. He's he's cool to everyone. Uh, remembers most wrestlers by name too on the Indies. He's just he's just one of the guys. And if he wanted to run, even if it was a Ring of Honor or Impact. Or Whatever the case may be, I feel like he has something to offer based on all of his experience and the fact that he could still outwork, I would say, 90% of any roster. I had the good fortune before Billy Robinson passed of doing a seminar with him and Billy Scott, and they both spoke very highly of him. And that that run, I think, is something a lot of people don't even realize, the UWFI run that he had. and Because so many people identify him with ECW and WWE, yeah. And that's that's a part of his talent is that he's, he's he adapts to everything. He can do everything. He he's I, I would love like I'd love to see him face like Thatcher or somebody like that just to watch him roll yep. around a little bit. Uh, one of my favorite Anthony Green related type moments is when a screenshot of you in the virtual basement game Ooh. kind of emerged. And yeah, there I mean pl- people who were familiar with you were like that's badass. That looks like him. And other people were like, man, they're going full on with, with like customization and all this stuff. Like, that's awesome. And then like people are like, oh, that's him. And it looks just like him. There's no face scans. There's nothing like that. It's completely like done by hand. It's got the yeah. jacket. It's got the fanny pack. It's got the sunglasses. It's got the headband. It's even got the hair. Please explain to me like how, how this came together for you. So... He randomly, his name's Ashton, a real cool guy, virtual basement, check it out on Twitter. He messaged me out of the blue, and I was like, who is this guy? Why does he have this blue check mark on his Twitter account? And we just got back and forth talking. I don't think I'm better than anybody to not respond to someone on Twitter, uh, unless you're like a real jerk. So I'm just back and forth with him, and he's telling me he saw me wrestle at Chaotic, and he's a big fan of mine, and... He's reached out to these other people. He wants to produce this wrestling video game. I told him it was cool. We ended up in a text group at one point. It was me, him, and Enzo Amore. 
which I was like, oh, Enzo's on board. So this must be pretty legit. He's actively and recruiting up, people. Like he's, it, he went over overseas and was like, the people on the tour were like, yeah, Enzo talked me into signing up for this game. So finally I'm like, all right, like let's meet up, man. You live in New Hampshire. It's only a, it's a state over. It was like an hour and a half drive for me. And I was already like around the area. So it was like a 30 minute drive that I just had to drive home. And I, I met his wife. I met his kid. Like he's a super cool guy. He showed me his office. He showed me his whiteboard with all the plans. And he said, listen, I'm not trying to make money off this game. This is a passion project for me. I just, I've always loved professional wrestling. I basically got into making video games, like video game software, because I want to make a wrestling game. And I wanted to build a name for myself, which he did with a game called The Mean Greens, I believe. It's basically like, uh, I would compare it to Halo, but you're a little green army man. Oh, (laughs) yeah. As we film this, I think they're they're releasing it August 4th, which this, this interview may come out after that well after that but i'm pumped for that game i straight up told them like hey give me give me information give me uh, i was asking them give me a code for the game please (laughs) i want to play this game so he asked me if i was interested i looked through the like the the agreement and everything and it doesn't stop me from doing anything else in in my life or in wrestling or character wise so he he was so passioned about it that I, and I'm so passionate about professional wrestling, I felt for him. So I was all in on the idea. And he's continuing to reach out to new people. I'm seeing all like the sculpts he's making. Uh, he made this awesome, he had this awesome song made for me uh, that I don't think has been heard at all yet, other than from him and I, and maybe some other people he sent it to. And I just thought it was very cool. And another thing, I was the first person actually to uh, be announced for it, which is a, a pretty good feeling, especially when you have, you know, Enzo Amore and you have uh, Matt Seidel and whomever else is uh, announced for it, that I was like the first, the first guy he chose to put out there. I thought that was a good move because, I mean, you're a colorful personality and no disrespect to anybody that just goes out there and wears black tights, trunks and all that stuff. But yeah. showing you showed a wide array. Uh, it was It was a visual appeal type of thing. Like there was a lot of familiarity and a lot of like, okay, this looks cool. This character looks cool. Let's yeah. see what this is about. And they've just unraveled an insane roster of late. Uh, what other type of, I don't know if it's input, so to speak, but uh, what type of feedback do you provide them? Or do you like, do you, do you have to send them images, anything like that? So I sent him, uh, photos of my boots, all all size, front, back, sideways, top, bottom, everything they wanted. Same thing with my like my gear, my jacket, my logo. Uh, I had to do head scans, forward, sideways. Uh, by head scans, I mean took a picture photo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so and then like did it with hair up and hair down, um, oh, cool. so they could get like what my shape is, which is like is round. I was told I have a very nicely shaped head and a good jawline. That's a great compliment to have. <laughs> so, um, did all that. And then I just sent him some promo photos uh, to get, like, physique and my my golden uh, tan yeah. <laughs> and how I like to be presented. Um, other than that, that was really it. Um, yeah, that was, that was really it for that stuff. Um, when it comes to, like, input, 
he asked me like a few ideas for like the names of the game or like he had the list on the whiteboard like four-sided ring six-sided ring maybe an eight-sided cage to make it you know like unique and be able to do like an mma style thing and it was very it reminded me a lot of like fire pro in the sense where he wants you to be able to build your own ring however you want so if you want a four-sided ring with like the new japan style long pads and you want your apron to be this color but you want this to be that color you can enter in your own logos and his idea is to make the game like dlc based Mm -hmm. where there'll only be one game ever produced and he's just going to continually uh make the game evolve no pun intended Um, yeah but yeah always add stuff in to make it more unique and make it like no other uh wrestling video game i think that's the way to go i mean wwe is not putting out a game this year because their last effort (laughs) fell short UFC, two and a half years between games because they go so DLC heavy. I think even Madden two, w, or NBA 2K, stuff like that, they could just do roster updates and the like. And I know that uh, even the character like the, the character list is going to be largely based on your own drawing power because you get paid based on how often you're downloaded. Leon St. Giovanni told me a funny story about how he got his model sent to him and he said the creator sent him a nude model of himself. And he was like, how did you get my ass right? <laughs> did you get a nude model of yourself? I did not. I, I was fully geared up when I got my... I was like, I hope he's not doing this for everybody. I hope this was like a one-time thing. I actually think, oddly enough, I think he sent me a nude one of somebody else. Oh, yeah, LSG. <laughs> it was not LSG. Oh, my uh, God. Was- it was like action figure nude, though. Sure. You know what I mean. Yeah, of course. You know? Of course. Ken dolls. Oh, amazing. That is amazing. So a couple more questions. Um, we mentioned like how your, your deal with Evolve came together. You've done stuff for Ring of Honor, House of Hardcore. Have there been any other feelers from any other companies like the MLWs, the NWAs, et cetera, like that? I mean, you've been under contract, so it wasn't do much good then yeah. either and i know that your profile significantly raised over the last year but any uh any conversations with places like that uh no not really when i was like really starting to try to get out there in like 2018 i would send out like my own emails i made like a cool highlight video that i sent to mlw sent to impact wrestling both to no avail um I made, in my 2017, when the NWA thing was first starting to come about in the summer of 2017, I made, like, I, like, paid to have this promo made where I put the NWA logo in the corner of it. Uh, and it wasn't even, like, something I produced to put out there. I strictly sent it to uh, Dave Vergana only. And, again, to no avail, no response to any of that stuff. Um yeah, that was really it. I, I tried with Ring of Honor, and they basically told me at that point there was no bandwidth to hire anybody else. And then the Evolve opportunity came about, and I wasn't going to say no to uh, an opportunity like that. The thing with all those places are, like, Ring of Honor, I'm sure like I would be able to make serious big money. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Impact has the possibility. I'm not really too familiar with MLW and stuff. But Evolve has always been honest with me. They paid me what they promised me every time because i know they get a lot of flack sure. for like their lack of pay but they paid me what we agreed and i was happy taking the amount 
And the promise was never they were going to make me rich. The promise was they were going to give me the opportunity to make me rich in the sense that I am now being looked at by higher ups in world wrestling mm-hmm. entertainment. And I'm going to be able to wrestle the Tyler Breezes and the Mansoors and work with the PC guys and have a match on the WWE Network where I'm not even under contract with the, the company. So I look at all that stuff and that to me in that moment meant more, especially because I was only 25 years old when I was signing that I knew I have five, you know, seven, eight years before I'm even really in my prime, like 30, 32, everyone's getting hired at 30 in their thirties now, because that's the new prime. Everyone needs to say, if you're older than 32, that's the cutoff. That's total BS. Now you could be 35 and have the run of your lifetime. PCO is 50 plus years old, making a decent living at professional wrestling. And I'm using decent, very like lightly. He's making a great living. Uh, and only having to wrestle for um, Damian what? Priest got signed at like 36, and he's the hottest he's ever been now. I mean, like he's it's it's pretty outstanding the way that works. Uh, has yeah. this led? I know it's led to extra work for a lot of other evolved peoples. Has this led to any of that for you? And if so, how's that experience been? So I've never done extra work since working for Evolve. But I've done extra work in the past, like three t- three times or like oh, okay. six times total for the weekends. Um, I've only got to wrestle one time, um, and that was the last time I did it in July 2018. Um, I got to have two matches because there was an odd number of people. But uh, fun thing, uh, every time I've – I think – maybe not every time, but almost every time I've done television, it's been with someone either signed or that's been signed. Like – First time I did TV was with Dominic Dijakovic and uh, Biff Busick, Oni Lorgan. Nice. Uh, the second time I did it, I was with 3.0, now known as yeah. Ever Rise. And the last time I did TV, Colin Delaney was there. Nice. Who was foremost, obviously. Nice. So, I mean, again, you've been all over the place, especially beyond Evolve. Uh, how have you seen the independent scene grow and change because I remember last year, beginning of 2019, the big thing was who's going to step up because AEW came in and signed 40 people off the indies. We've seen guys like yourself emerge and and really increase their profile. People like Dan Housen and Warhorse and AJ Gray and a lot of these people are really stepping up. Uh, How have you seen things change? Um, I feel like in 2017, 2018, a lot of it was your work rate. Like, how good are you in the ring? And I feel 2019 and now 2020, especially because we haven't been wrestling for four months, the characters are the ones that have become the most popular. You saw MJF uh, really break out, and it was based on his heel character work. Um, Dan Housen went from 3,000 followers on, on Twitter to 17 or 20,000, whatever he's at now, uh, and getting spots in Ring of Honor because of his character work. Warhorse is a great example of a guy that his, his character and his promos got him from, an, again, 2,000 followers to like 15,000 followers in like one year, one year's time. And he just wrestled on national television, uh, not under a contract. And then you see... Uh, the Effies of the world are getting out there. The Alley Cats of the world. Oh, yeah. um, I think that has its place. And I think the characters in wrestling 
are they all have a spot and i think they're getting like primarily booked and then you have like the wrestlers that are like really starting to step up and get out there um one name in particular lee moriarty uh who i'm not sure if you're familiar with him not but get familiar with him he's from pittsburgh area he does aiw is like his home he is incredible in the ring like so smooth he's that catch catch can style he reminds me a lot of jonathan gresham in the oh. ring a unique look um he comes out with a mask on and he has headphones that he listens to and then he doesn't wrestle in the mask um i've heard good things and i've seen things here and there but i watched him versus wheeler yuda from this past weekend oh, okay and that was the match of the show by far match of the night um it was just killer. He's he's getting out there more. And then I think guys that are finally getting their due, guys like Joe Gacy, who's finally really getting out there, uh, I think he's highly underrated. Um, Kurt Stallion's another guy that I think is in- incredible in the ring. And he's he's an odd he's an odd guy, but I love him to death. He, he's so good in the ring. Uh, he's had some of my favorite matches. Um those are just a few people. And there's a lot of guys locally, if you don't mind. I'm gonna yeah, of give course. Give a little plug course. ski to the, the New England and, area. And actually, now that you mention Lee Moriarty, I, I realize that's the guy who faced Tony Deppen on, on yes. the Homecoming show. Yeah. Um, lo- locally, like this New England area, uh, we're, we're killing it, in my opinion. I think New Eng- if you want to be a professional wrestler, New England is the best place to get trained at the New England Pro Wrestling Academy. There's also the Kingdom Wrestling School run by uh, Matt Taven. Um, yeah, we have two of the best schools, in my opinion, in the entire United States of America. And then I think our wrestling is bar none. We have Beyond Wrestling, Limitless Wrestling, Chaotic Wrestling, all in the all in the New England area. Then there are other small promotions that are really getting out there. I was running local shows before COVID that I thought was doing pretty cool stuff, hopefully to come back after everything is kind of... Uh, situated um, waves and curls is a brand new tag team trained by the kingdom. I think they have a lot of upside love Doug also from the kingdom. And then from the new England Wrestling Academy, uh, CJ Cruz, who has been doing stuff with beyond and limitless um, Charlie cashew, silly name, but he's, he's yeah. really good in the ring. Uh, Ricky Archer, uh, Paris Van Dale, Basic Becca, Armani Chaos, Ava Everett. I have to shout out the girl, obviously. Um, all of them have so much upside. Alec Price is, a, is another one. Um, and a lot of these people are just finally getting their chance to like show up. And they're all being showcased highly on uh, the new Limitless Wrestling series, The Road, which airs every Wednesday night at 7 p.m. Eastern on IW. TV, so you can watch that for an hour. Then you can go watch either AEW or NXT, and it doesn't get in the way of anything. I've actually uh, seen a little bit of Basic Becca and really liked that. And I actually saw that she was the subject of the road, which you were too. Um, so definitely encourage people to check that out. Encourage people to check out your Pro Wrestling Tees store too. One of my favorite wrestling T-shirt designs is the Beavis and Butthead inspired retro <laughs> AG shirt. That shirt is so awesome. I love that thing. Uh, And the reboot's coming. 
Beavis and Butthead reboot is coming. That's what we need. That's 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 what we need to save this world. But guys, check it out. But let the people know where they can follow you. Let the people know where they can find you. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at RetroAG underscore. My pro wrestling tees is ProWrestlingTees.com backslash RetroAG. And I also have a Facebook fan page. If you look up Anthony Green, it should pop right up. And uh, you'll be able to follow my wrestling career, see what I'm talking about, see what I'm watching on uh, IWTV, and then you'll be able to find out when this interview comes out, even though you have way more followers than I do. So they'll probably find out from you before they find out from me. Hey, I mean, uh, you know, it, it happens. It happens. But check out those shirt designs, guys. There's some great ones up there. Uh, I, I love retro stuff. This office is about to be turned into like a 90s room, for the love of God. So uh, definitely check those out. Thank you so much for being so generous with your time. I, I didn't expect this to go 50 minutes, but honestly, I could probably make it go three hours with the, the level of stuff we have to talk about here. Thank you so much. And, yeah, of course, man. We could have talked about my wrestling action figures or my DVD collection. Uh, yeah. Hey, I, I another... got a nice one right over here. We need, we need to trade stories sometimes uh, about oh, res- wrestling DVDs. I've got like hundreds right over here. But yeah, but, no, thank you so much. I'm, uh, I'm glad we were able to make this happen. Yeah, until next time, guys, we're out. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.